This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, the Premier League weekend was full of tension And, of course, it's only natural because all across the league, it isn't just about who wins, it's who qualifies for the Champions League and perhaps most vitally for many of the clubs who avoids relegation because being in the league is worth £150 million a year before you kick a ball and going out of it has severe consequences for everybody. To discuss this weekend's games, I'm joined by... John Giles and Liam Brady. Liam, I want to start with you because the big game of the weekend really was Arsenal's trip to Anfield to play Liverpool. They got off to a great start, 2-0 up, but in the end, you could argue they were came very close to losing the game. What did you make of it and what's the significance of it going forward? Well, uh, what did I make of it? Um, yeah, as you said, Arsenal started very, very well. Uh, they got off to a great start with Martinelli mistake and a bit of a misunderstanding in the Liverpool defence, and he, he poked it past Allison. Yeah. And uh, Arsenal were up and running, and they really dominated that first half with their passing and their movement, and well deservedly got a second goal. Um, and it looked as if uh, they were going to go in at halftime 2-0. It got to the 40th minute, 41st minute. Yeah. And then uh, Xhaka got involved with Trent Alexander. Uh, he thought he'd been fouled. The referee didn't give it. He got up and he reacted in a bad way. Instead of just getting back into his position in midfield, he, he went looking for uh, retribution and uh, he clashed with Trent Alexander. And unfortunately for Arsenal, it was like waking a sleeping dog out. Yes. You know, Liverpool were, uh, if they weren't sleeping, they were in a coma. They were so poor. Yes. And um, all of a sudden, things changed round, and they put a very good move together just before halftime and, and scored a goal with Saha coming in the far post. It wasn't great defended by Arsenal. Uh, and the second half, um, it was just all Liverpool. And... Um, uh, you know, they got a very good goal. Um, uh, header from Firmino, uh, Trent Alexander showing what he can do going forward. Uh, unlike how he, how he played at, in defense, yes. uh, he was very poor again, uh, but showed what he can do going forward. Made a lovely 
cross for Firmino to score. And but for Aaron Ramsdale, uh, Liverpool would have went on to win the match two or three, or by two or three goals. Yeah, uh, he made some tremendous saves. So, uh, you, you, as an Arsenal uh, kind of uh, fan, looking at that, you'd be kicking yourself at two nil that they didn't just administer the game properly. Um, uh, and then looking at the second half, you'd probably think we were fortunate to come out with a point. So. Um, don't know how to look at it, really, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, John, Xhaka woke Anfield up, as Liam said, and it, once that crowd is woken up and it's very hard to put them to sleep, a 2-0 down does quieten them a bit. Xhaka getting involved with Trent, going head-to-head, uh, it looked like they were gonna, there was, you know going to be ahead but but it did wake the uh, Liverpool up and it woke the crowd up and you now Salah sneaked in to get a goal before half time that was a turning point in the match no question about it it was, it was outrageous I mean I, I totally agree with Liam's assessment of it and yours you know he's, he's, he's a blooming head case uh, yeah. and he, he changed the whole game I mean you know yeah. the, 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 there's no doubt the Liverpool fans were got just about to have a real goal at the Liverpool players yep. when this happened. And they changed it totally around to give the crowd an opportunity to have a go at Arsenal. And yep. obviously the, the players responded uh, to that in a big way. Yeah. It was outrageous. You know what and, and and when they when they started to play well, Liverpool, they really did play well. Yep. And could well have won the match. I mean, Salah missed a penalty, yep. as, as we know. Yep. Um, it, it was outrageous from the position that they were in. You know, the, the, also, given the penalty away was what was it? Was it Rob Holding, uh, Liam? Yeah, there's no, need, knows the no need to go. Yeah, no need to go for the ball there, John, was there? No. No. Was it last year, that, Liam? He was uh, taken off at half time against Manchester City. Is he is he uh, good enough for 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 Arsenal? No, well I don't think he is in this situation, John. He might be good enough coming in and filling in for somebody yeah. in a, in a lesser match. Uh, no, yeah. he got he got in trouble over at Spurs. Remember him getting sent off when in a big match against yes. Spurs yes. on the run in. Yes. Yeah, yes. he el- he yes. elbowed somebody in the face. That's it. So yeah. it might have been strong, yeah. and then he got he got himself sent off. You know, so mm. he has history, John. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Now, in the second half, I mean, Liverpool were fairly dominant. I just wonder, Liam, if this kind of experience, the, the kind of experience you need that a kind of older, more experienced player or a more mature person than Zaka could bring to the team, that in this run-in where they, they, have, they have six points in front of City, City have a game in hand, Arsenal have to go to City, but they've, they've got other games as well that we'll be testing. That the experience that you need to keep your head and keep it together in the running might be what could cost Arsenal uh, the title because City are beginning to play really well and we'll come to them in a moment. Uh, it doesn't mean that Arteta hasn't done a really good job at Arsenal. I think he has in many respects. But just that bit of experience you need. We talked about it last week, and both you and John know what it's like on the run-in when you're trying to win a league title. And that bit of experience is vital. 
Yeah. And keeping ahead, Eamon. Yep. And sticking, and yeah. sticking together. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> look, we've had this conversation a, a good a good few weeks on the podcast, Eamon. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that is the question mark behind Arsenal. You know, are they going to be able to handle the pressure when it comes on? Well, uh, yesterday it was uh, up till up till yesterday they've handled everything that's come at them uh, yep. pretty much in the last in let's say in the last five or six games. Uh, but yesterday, yeah, you saw Xhaka do what he did and rear its ugly head again, and it and it affected the team. And you can't have any more of that going forward. But on the other hand, on the positive situation, I mean, they're six points ahead, you yeah. know, and they've got to go to City. I know, but they could they could go to City and get a result, or they could go to City and beat them. You know, they're Arsenal on the day can beat any team. I think the way they're playing at the moment, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm arguing both cases. They 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 have to they have to keep their composure, have to keep their nerve. They can't do things like the like like Jacka did yesterday at Anfield if they're going to win it. Certainly, on paper, looking at City's fixtures, you would you would say City have the easier run in, but Arsenal have that game against them, and much can change yes. on that one particular game. They are they are still six points ahead. Yeah, I think it's next Wednesday that match, a midweek match. Now, John Liverpool. Um, I'm sorry. Can I just can yeah. I just finish on on, City, uh, on, yeah. on uh, Arsenal there? I agree totally with with Linda. The, the, when, when they start again, they play brilliantly, Damon. Yeah. But you can't have a jacket in, when the no. pressure comes on in these yeah. last few matches. You can't have anybody doing that in a big big game. In, in, but any any game, but especially when it comes to the big games. Yes. And, and guys like that, in my experience. Uh, Always do it in the big games, yeah. the important games. It goes to their head. There's something in their head that's not right, and they can't control themselves. They get nervous, or whatever it is. You just can't have them. And that, 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 and I think he's done a really big job the rest of the time. Arteta with Arsenal, terrific young players in the team. But once you got somebody like that, I'd have me doubts all the time. And, and and Gabriel wouldn't be too well. Would be a little bit behind him, yes. but I'd be, I'd be a bit wary of him. Really, when it comes to the pressure games, I mean, because yeah. he's done a huge job, and for the younger players, are absolutely brilliant. Uh, and it's a shame that they they they, they lose a match or something happens like this in a match where there was no need for it whatsoever. Yeah, and just to Liam uh, to put the jacket thing in context. We've always been critical of him because he is, as John said, a headbanger. He can be a headbanger, committing fouls, getting sent off. But Arteta appeared to have calmed him down. He's weighed in with some important goals. He hasn't been acting the maggot in recent months, actually. But as John says, when the, when the, the serious pressure comes on, he's gone again. So it's, it's hard to trust him. And I think Arteta has trusted him. No, Arteta's turned them around in many ways, I mean, you yeah. know, but leopards don't change their spots, or very rarely do, and you'll, you'll always be worried that he has that in him. Yeah. I think we saw in the World Cup when he was playing for Switzerland against Serbia, I think it yeah. was, he's, he lost it there as well. Uh, so, it's still within him. Uh, give him credit, like, he, he's, he's managed to control it, he's managed to concentrate on what he should be concentrating on, his position in midfield, his use of the ball, has been very good, and as you say, he's weighed in with some very, very important goals and and assists. Um, he just hoped that Arteta, you know, can say to him when they analyze the match. He, he said, "Look, you, you, we just can't afford you 
yep. to to lose the head like that because it it it, it diminishes our chances. Um, yep. So let's hope Arteta can get a grip of him again. You know, make sure that it doesn't rule. Uh, 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 come, come uh, to rule its ugly head again when it's, uh, yeah. you know, when it's on the run in Eamon. Right. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, John, Southampton, Manchester City, there was the half-twelve kickoff, and we were talking during it. We were both watching it. City didn't really get buzzing, and Southampton, obviously, completely bottom of the table, desperately needed something, but City didn't get buzzing. But when they did get buzzing, they were very, very clinical, and Haaland... You know, scored two great goals, really. He, he scored the first goal that broke the ice. Then he scored it with an overhead, spectacular overhead kick. Um, and they looked seriously good. Greeley scored a really good goal as well. Tell me what you, what you thought initially, uh, or what you told me initially, and then what you thought when the whole match had been played and they were 4-1 winners. Yeah. Well, first half, I mean, they didn't play well. Uh, at all, um, I, I, I think they have a problem in, in some parts of the game, uh, and not in, 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 in big parts of the game, um, where they, they don't have anybody controlling the midfield in a yeah. uh, in a way that you used to call them the scheme or, or uh, playmaker. You know, some of the great. The playmaker, yeah. yeah. Like they, they, they have players in the middle field, like Gundogan, uh, Rodri. Yeah. These are those two that are midfield players. So De Bruyne is brilliant, Eamon. Yes. He's playing right side of midfield. 
And when he gets on the ball, he's creating goals brilliantly, for, especially for Haaland. Yes. But he's not, he's not a midfield player to, that creates the, the, the position from the deep position. Yeah. You know, and what I found about Southampton was typical of them in the first half. Southampton had a couple of chances, I mean, yep. the City never, apart from just from the end, create a chance in it. They didn't have the balls. Southampton had as much of the ball. So they don't have anybody in the middle. They're good players, Rodri and Gundogan. Gundogan particularly for scoring goals. But there's some parts of the game where they, could, they should be able to control the game better than they do from the middle of the field. Now, once they get up into the attack and into the, get, actually get into the box and around the boxing area, of course, Haaland comes into the picture yeah. and they're really, really good. And Southampton just weren't good enough to, I mean, to contain them in the second half. Yeah. They ran riot, which they can do against teams. But there's certain periods in the game where they don't control the game in a way that's they could or should be controlling the game. Yeah. But they've so much going when they get forward and get into the scoring positions, I mean, they're so good they're really, really good as we can see. Yeah. But there's just so, again some teams they might not get into those scoring positions from not dominating the middle of the field in a way that they could. Yeah. Uh, Liam Grealish, Jack Grealish, hundred million at the start of the season. I thought that was crazy price to buy him from Villa. He didn't have a good start to the season. He's never really struck me as a hundred million pound player. But for the last six weeks, I've watched him and he has looked a very, very good player indeed. He's making goals. He's, uh, troubling fullbacks. He's used to the ball. He's scoring goals, making goals. And he looks a very, very dangerous player now. I would have to personally think and give credit to Pep Guardiola for coaching him, getting across him what he needs. And he, De Bruyne and Haaland represent serious threats to any team now. And I, that thing might play into a Champions League match tonight where they're playing at home to Bayern Munich. But Haaland is something else, isn't he? I mean, and De Bruyne, I think, made the first goal for City at Southampton and Haaland gobbled it up and then he scored a spectacular Overhead kick afterwards. He's a hell of a player, isn't he? Absolutely. He's uh, an out-and-out goal scorer, Eamon. I think I said it to you. I watched him at the Emirates uh, a few weeks ago. His general play is just pretty normal, pretty average. You know, he doesn't get the ball and turn on it and take people on or anything like that. No. He just lays it off and gets himself up and around the 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 18-yard box and then really comes to life in there, you know. He seems to be able to have that instinct to get free. And when you've got players like De Bruyne and Jack Grealish, um, they're going to pick you out, you know, particularly against a team like Southampton. I thought Southampton were awful after they went to goal behind. They just collapsed, you know. And the first goal, the first goal they give away, Theo Walcott had a 60-40 in his favour or Ake, and he didn't go for the ball in a few few, uh, moves before. And and, and Ake just come out with the ball and then Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who I know from Arsenal, he just sauntered out to the Bruyne instead of getting out there trying to stop the cross. You know, these yeah. these are fighting for the Lions. They're bottom of the league, Southampton. But it didn't look like that to me. Um, and and it was relatively easy. And uh, But we'll see tonight whether Jack Grealish is, right. is uh, you know, is can really do the damage against the top teams. Are you up against Bayern Munich tonight? Yeah. I'm going to be wa- watching that. I'm interested. 
so uh, a, a run-of-the-mill victory for them. I mean, they didn't start particularly. They started a bit sloppy, as you were saying, with John. But once they got the goal, once they got ahead, they just killed Southampton. They they toyed with them, and you know they have they have that. They have that element in them. We know City that they could go on a run and win every 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 single match. Eamon. they they're playing yeah. most of the teams that are down the bottom of the league, um, and uh, you would have to say, looking at their run in their favourites to do Arsenal. Yes, but, you know, I'm I'm hoping that head to head that's going to take yes. place before the end of the month will you know Arsenal might get something from that. That's the only thing that can stop City. I think. Yeah, and I would agree, although I think City will have just too much depth in their squad and perhaps, you know, too much ability. Uh, but it'll be a hell of a game. I think it's, it is a Wednesday night game and it's at Manchester City and that will decide everything. John, we have to go now, unfortunately, to the other end of the table. Leeds United, your old club, and I know you're still passionately interested in what they're doing playing Crystal Palace at home, went 1-0 up, lost 5-1. Uh, and they're still outside the bottom three, John, by a point. By two points, actually. Yeah. What's going on? Leeds uh, well, are what they are at the moment. They can be very good and very bad, like a lot of other teams, but Leeds particularly, all in the one match, Eamon. Yeah. You know, they started okay. They went in front, and, and I thought, okay, the, the Palace now... Uh, have a job to do because Leeds are Leeds have been going well. They've been winning matches. Bam, Bamford, Bamford is back, scored a goal, and in the second half, I mean, from nothing, yeah, Palace turn it on, and Leeds collapse totally. Yeah, now they are that type of team. Leeds, I mean, it, it, they're, they're all or nothing. You know, they're either attacking or they're really, really in trouble defending. They're terrible defending. They're defending by Leeds in the second half. Was outrageous. Right. So, I I I fancied them before the, the, the match on Saturday and to get out of trouble. Yeah, that they've got enough now to get out of trouble. But then from nothing, they go back to the some of their old ways, which was which was really dreadful. So they're back in trouble again. This was a home match and they, they've been doing okay. And you'd have to give credit to Roy Hodgson. He's he's, he's got six points in two matches. I mean, from a team that they hadn't been doing anything at all. Yeah. You know, two big wins. So he's obviously made a difference in, and, you know, hopefully for Palace's point of view, uh, they will, they will continue to get out of trouble in the way that he, they started. But Leeds, oh, I'd have, uh, more worries about him now that, than I had a few weeks ago, Eamon. We're saying Hovina for them, John. Uh, Liam. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't do them any good, Eamon. <laughs> uh, can I ask John a question about yeah. the Leeds goalkeeper? Should they have changed him a while ago? I have a feeling that he's he, he unnerves the defence. He seems to be very very unsure of himself. What do you think? Well, he, I, he's, yeah, he's a young keeper, uh, Liam, and they yeah. do expect a lot of him. There's no doubt about that. I think he's a talented lad, but that in the position that they're in, I mean, what they do need really, really is like most teams do, but in their position, a top goalkeeper. And he's not a top goal. He might be. He might be in a year or two or three years' time. But the position that Leeds are in, I don't think he. I don't think he's up to that standard thing to to save them. You know, week in and week out. Yeah. Well, I thought. I don't think. I think he's too young for that. 
they conceded a goal just on the stroke of halftime. It was even in, you know, it could have gone in one nil up, you know, which could have made all the difference. But they lost the goal from the free yeah. kick or a corner, I can't remember. I just thought he's nailed to his line. He's not commanding at all. And I think that's why that Leeds defence gets in all sorts of problems. They haven't got confidence between the goalkeeper and that back line. Yeah, well, I think that's one point of it, Liam. I think there's a few points in it, to be honest. I think the central defenders, like, they, they, I don't think they're good enough. They, they, like, mm. when they're attacking, Leeds are very, very good. But you're not going, like, so we know, you're not going to attack in all the match. But I think that, I think they don't defend well. And, and some matches, they're caught in it. Some matches are not caught in it. And that's the inconsistency that they have, Liam. You know? And, and yeah. the goalkeeper is not going to save them. Now, that one example of what Liam is saying, what you're saying, John, is Jordan Pickford at Everton. They played Manchester United at Old Trafford. In the end, they lost 2-0. But Pickford, uh, yeah. who's not a keeper I really like, uh, but he is in the England goalkeeper, he had an amazing game. I mean, he saved them yeah. time after time in the first half. And United got their win, and they're now in the top four fighting it out really with uh, Tottenham and Newcastle United but Tottenham look like they've you know they're struggling a bit it looks like United are going to qualify for the Champions League John which for uh, Eric Ten Hag you could say is an achievement given where he found them or where they were when he found them yeah they certainly deserve to win him against Everton and you yeah. said that uh, Jordan Pickford was was outstanding uh, it, could have, it could have been six it could have been, if yeah. it hadn't been for him so uh, you know United have done their stuff there uh, Newcastle are doing their stuff I mean you know it's, 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 Spurs Spurs have lost the manager as we know yeah but um, you know they did win and they're still there you know United against Everton dominated Everton Everton were really poor I thought I mean, really poor yeah um, and if it hadn't been for the goalkeeper it could have been six uh, there's no doubt about that, uh, but um, it's 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 still fairly open for the for the European positions. Yeah, I mean Newcastle, Liam, they went away, went a goal down at Brentford, which I wouldn't want to be a goal down at Brentford the way they go at you. But they got their two goals in the second half, won the game, and you know they've they've done really well. Yeah, I think we talked about them last week, yes. Evan, you know, after their win against Manchester United. They have yeah. a very, very good squad of players. And he played Isaac and Wilson up front together. He doesn't always do that. But he played them against, uh, against Brentford and they, they, they come up with the, you know, with, with a, a really good performance together. Isaac got the first goal uh, and, uh, or Isaac got the winning goal, should I say. And, uh, you know, Wilson, uh, uh, played really well with them. So they have a real squad of players. And if you're looking at who's going to get into the into into the Champions League positions, you would have to favour both United and and, yes. and Newcastle in front of Spurs. Spurs were very, very fortunate yesterday or Saturday, should I say, because they got uh, uh they got decisions that again VAR, uh the 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 confidence or the incompetence of the uh, of the guys looking at these replays is is really mind-boggling. What yes. what what the decisions they come up with? Like there was a clear clear foul on uh, on Mitoma, the uh, the the Brighton uh, centre forward yes. by Oiberg, uh, and you can see him stamp on his heel. Yeah, it's a penalty. It they don't give it. 
And then Dunk Short is nearly being pulled off them by Longlet. Yeah. And, uh, and again, nothing. I just, well, they had, they came out and apologized to Brighton, didn't they? Yes. Uh, Howard Webb, the head of the referees, came out and apologized to Brighton. I don't know where they're finding these guys from. Where are they getting them from? Yeah, and I, I must say, I, I, John, I can't remember. We've had so many conversations about it. John and I were strongly in favor of the, of bringing VAR in, Liam. I don't know. Didi was against well, it's not it. VAR is the problem, Eamon. No, no I know. VAR, I know. You know, we're seeing, yeah. we're seeing, like, we've mm. played the game, okay? Yeah. We've seen, we've seen the replays. And before, we, we reach our conclusion before too long. Yeah. Uh, in, in 99% of the cases, well, there, that's a penalty or that's, that's offside mm. or that's a handball. Mm. Uh, but these guys seem to take it a long, long time and then reach the wrong conclusion. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm against it now, Liam. I think they should scrap it and put the responsibility back with the referees and officials, the, the, Lines men or women, the assistant referees as they call them now, they should have control of the match. I have a feeling that the, the VAR thing is inhibiting them because they feel they might be second guessed. I think it's not good for the game. I, I, John doesn't agree with me, do you, John? No, no, not at all, Eamon. I mean, yeah. if, if what Liam is saying there is absolutely right, it's, it's shown when, when they don't have VAR, Eamon, it passes by and you're making the decision up very, very quickly. Yeah, when the fire is shown, it's obvious to everybody watching it, and it's the people who are making the decision haven't seen it. Yes. They haven't got a clue about football. But they're all referees. That's the problem. <laughs> they're all mm. referees. I mean, yeah. Well, well, well uh, yeah, Liam is absolutely right. What what we saw with the replays on VAR the other day. It should be obvious to to anybody that's got any sense about football whatsoever. That, that's a penalty. Yeah. But it's not a penalty. And especially at the weekend, and, and, and that's what they were going mad about. And I don't blame them. The team that playing. Uh, right. Sports, yeah. You a terrible decision. And, like you could see it. Liam could see it. I could see it. That's, why can't they see it? That's, that's not far. Far is, is, far is pointing out in a big way. There's, there's the, the, the decision there in front of you. It's there for everybody to see. Now make the right decision. Right. Far can't do any more than that, Eamon. It's the people, what we've got to get rid of is the people who are making decisions of VAR. Get them out. Whatever, if they, like the people that was made those decisions on, on Saturday should never do another match, Damon. But, John. You should be kicked out. I have to just tell you how VAR works. The, the guys who are making the calls on VAR are Premier League referees. And they will be yeah. on the pitch next week, and the guy who's on the pitch now will be on VAR. So my point is, that isn't working. And I, I, I just no, but but I mean, if, if, if you that's that's been pointed out to us, and it's not working. What chance do we have if the same fellows are on the pitch and they can't <laughs> even see it again? Well. Okay, let me you ask get Liam. More, you get even more, believe it or not, Eamon, in my opinion, you get even worse decisions. Okay, and well. More, more bad decisions. And, be, and they wouldn't be showing up, Eamon. They wouldn't be showing up. We're talking about it, the three was now, to say that was a terrible decision. That was a penalty. That was an obvious penalty in that. Right? If yeah. you didn't have VAR, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even be showing up. Okay. Referees with bad decisions. Liam. What it says in the VAR rule is that the VAR exists 
to correct clear and obvious mistakes. And their words directly from the, 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 the VAR sort of commission. Clear and obvious mistakes. That's when they are supposed to intervene. I don't yeah. think it's working. I think it's making the game worse. John doesn't agree well, with can me. Can I just interrupt you there? Yeah. Has VAR shown the bad decisions? Had he shown them up? Well, I don't think they are. No, I think well, they're interfering. What are we talking about? What are we talking about, Eamon, about the, the decision to, you say, and I said, the decision we saw at the weekend were dreadful. I saw, I saw, I watched the match yeah. last night at Burnley and Sheffield United and Farr made a complete mess of it. So, you know, well, it you know who made the mess with Eamon? Was it the officials? It wasn't Farr. No, it was the referee. Showing you what happened. Okay. Yeah. But it's the interpretation. Yeah. It's the interpretation of, for one thing, they're not supposed to come in on every disputed decision. What they're supposed to come in on are clear and obvious mistakes. This is like a handball that the referee didn't see. Yeah. Uh, and over the or top. A yeah. foul, or a yes. foul or a stamping on somebody's exactly. leg in a box. And, and exactly. Yeah. They, did, they did come in. They did come in, Eamon. They did come in, Eamon. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and they decided, oh, there was no foul there. There was a foul. Yeah. It was quite obvious that there was right. a foul. Well, you they, know, you've got it's, the, the, it's these nincompoops who are, yeah. who are, who are getting jobs to do this? You know, why don't they have some a few ex footballers in on the team? Well, exactly. No, yeah. I'd be, I'd be all, I'd be up for it. I give up this podcast in business now. <laughs> just let me, just let me ask you, Liam, because it's it. John is for keeping, and I'm for getting rid of it and letting, leaving responsibility. No, I'm for keeping it. You're 100%. for keeping it. Yeah, right. they're making so many mistakes. The officials, you know. But yeah. it doesn't seem to work. It didn't work that way in the World Cup. They got 99.9.9% of it completely right. I yes. don't know, because they had competent people working in the World Cup. Right. Whereas the guys working in the Premier League, yeah. well, over the last few months has demonstrated that they're not up to it. No, and here's yeah. the final question for the, for this week's quiz. I'll start with you, Liam. In the Liverpool-Arsenal game on Sunday... The, the linesman elbowed Andy Robbins, Andy Robertson, Liverpool's left back, on the chin. And I saw his elbow go up because Robertson was berating him for something. Yeah. And he... Yeah, I think he, I think he touched his arm as well and berated He did, he did they, touch his arm. And the linesman, yes. uh, he has a Greek name, Arizides or something like that. Yeah. Well, he just <laughs> lost, he lost his Greek temperament, I think. Yeah, he just threw his elbow out as if to say, "Give me a break," you know. Yeah. Uh, he he's going to get banned. He's going to get banned. He get he get punished for a couple of months. You can't right. do that. You can't no. do that. You've got to keep your composure and just ignore the player. And, and, and it was half time. Robertson sooner or later would have gone into the into the dressing room. You know. Yeah. He just yeah. lost it. The poor guy. Uh, I don't. You know. You, they are human, aren't they? These guys. And he was mm -hmm. being berated. He's probably being sworn at. I yeah. don't know why Robertson was having a go on that anyway, because I can't remember an incident where the linesman no. it, it upset him. So, yeah. But he's going to get banned. He's going to get banned <laughs> for a couple of months. Um, uh, his name, by the way, was Constantine Hadzidakis. Well, and there you go. He's from Athens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, John, you saw that incident, and I'm serious now. Yeah. 
I, I think it does bring the game into serious disrepute. You wouldn't see that, uh, you know, in other sports where an official elbows a player. Uh, but then you wouldn't see a player, and a player should never lay his hand on an official because that no. feeds all the way back down to schoolboy football, junior football. And in the end, what, who's going to referee games and how can we have a sport where the referee or an assistant referee can be actually manhandled? Did you, you saw the incident, did you? I did, yeah, I did. What did you I, think? I must be honest, and I don't know how the referees are putting up with it. Right. Every decision that's made, there's, there's six, seven players around them all the time. Now, I know yeah. it's always bad, but why don't they take lessons from the rugby people? Eh? Yes, I totally yeah, agree. The rugby people, as we know, Punish are them. only the captain or is, is allowed yes. to approach... And it's very, very severe. If anybody approaches the referees, yeah. it's gone ridiculous in football. Yep. I don't know how the referees are they're, they're getting dreaded, abused or getting all sorts of things. I, I think it's totally outrageous. They have to change the rules. The, the, the players um, shouldn't be allowed to go near near the time, no. near the, 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 the no. officials. And I'd say, the, the, I, I, well, I mean, this was now at half time, wasn't it? Yes, it just yes. Day. It was half time. The, the whistle had gone for half time, and Robertson yeah. continued to follow him Robert, in. Robertson approached. Yeah, yeah. So approached the linesman. Right, he shouldn't be allowed to go near the linesman. Then. Right. Okay. He shouldn't be allowed to go near. No, I'm not saying the linesman was right to raise his elbow. But I don't. He raised his elbow, but but did he really hit him? You know, I mean, <laughs> Rob, Robertson is making an issue out of yeah. The, 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 him being treated badly by the referee, and he's treating the referee badly. Right. I mean, it was half time. He was going off the pitch. He, nothing, yeah. he should have nothing to. Shouldn't be allowed to have anything to say to the referee. And it should be like the, the rugby. I mean, rugby is a more physical game than that. Yes. Than, no, than soccer, I, I totally in, agree with in you. Many ways. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. you rugby has to, it right. The captain should be allowed to approach yeah. the, the referee, and that's it. Okay, uh, Liam Brady and John Giles, we're hugely grateful to both of you for joining us today. And thank you very much indeed. Thanks to Liam and John and to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.